Hello from the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com and their affiliate stations. Also, don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find podcasts posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Cher Zeeb, a longtime syndicated columnist who generally writes columns of a politically conservative and constitutional nature. She also interviews notable people with an interesting and or newsworthy story to tell. Her work has been and continues to be carried by both national and international publications. Cher appears regularly on national talk shows, including her weekly slot on The Roth Show. And I've interviewed Cher before, and today she was kind enough to spend some time with us. And we're going to discuss the current presidential debates, the upcoming elections, and all that sort of thing. So if you will help me welcome Cher. How are you doing today, Cher? I'm doing great. How about you, Angeline? Good. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us Um I rushed home from work, and 20 minutes before airtime, I saw a note from you that you put out a new column today called Too Close to One World Government to Let Trump Win. And you talk about the real war on Trump starts today with Mitt Romney. So why don't we start there? What can you tell us about that? Well, it appears that the establishment, a.k.a. left wing (laughs) of the Republican Party, has Um, decided to begin their war on Trump, and uh, it was really shocking. Uh, I I had heard sort of clips uh, as to what the the speech was going to be about, but I I was shocked, and and there's very little that shocks me anymore. Um, I was shocked by what Romney did. If you'll recall, in 2012, when Romney was running for president, he had gone to Trump, and almost begged him for an endorsement. And Trump not only willingly but gladly gave him uh, his endorsement. He spoke highly of Mitch Rom- Mitt Romney at the time, uh, gave a speech about him, uh, and he did everything that he could to, to help Romney win, as we know, obviously, he didn't. But uh, And Romney today, in, I guess, his own uh, version of like manner turned around and attacked Trump with everything he had. He called him almost every name of the bo- in the book. I couldn't believe it. And Trump has been nothing but kind to the guy. Uh, he even gave him, an, you know, large donations for his, uh, you know, during his uh, his run for the presidency. And this is how Romney apparently repays people. He called him a fraud. Uh, he called him a uh, a womanizer, an adulterer. He went into everything. I mean, I was surprised. The only thing that he didn't do was to issue expletives, but everything else came from his mouth quickly, and it was preplanned in speech form. And he did it to uh, a leftist crowd at uh, I think it was it was it was a university in Utah. 
uh, and uh, they were all just raving. You know, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, every time that he would say something horrible about Trump. I've never heard anything quite like this in my life, ever. I've never seen a campaign season like this as long as I've been alive. It's been an unreal mudslinging. What do you think Romney's angle is? I've actually heard, now I don't even know if this is possible at this point in the game, but I've heard rumblings of these Republicans (laughs) with money are so desperate to overcome Trump that they're they're trying to maybe put Romney in as a candidate. Is that even possible at this point? Sure. And they might do it. And the thing is, they know that it will totally destroy everything and it will give Hillary uh, the win, assuming she's not in, in prison at that point. Um, but they, that's another thing. Have you ever seen anything like this where we have a if if things go correctly, uh, as they should go, which they haven't for some time, but just say they do, uh, we will have somebody who's who may have to conduct the presidency from a prison cell. You know, honestly, I don't think they're going to touch her. I just have that she mm-hmm. seems to always come out smelling like a rose no matter what. Or smelling horrible, but still people <laughs> pretend that it's a rose. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, she's awful, but... No, as as far as as Trump, they, they would literally work to lose the election than have Trump win, and there's a definitive reason for that. Um, Trump is causing. Trump actually has not only exposed but forced the Washington establishment on both sides to expose themselves as to who and what they really are. And it has become very clear, I think, over, gosh, I dare say, since the 2012 elections, where the Republicans have done absolutely nothing to stop Obama. In fact, they've been helping him. It has become extremely obvious to most of us that uh, those who didn't know, I think you and I have known for years, but that uh, what the Republican establishment is doing and the Obama administration is that they are working together and have been working together from the get-go. And the Republicans will say, no, no, Mr. Obama, you can't do so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. Then they always cave in, but they do it. They just they speak that stuff for show. And now Trump has come in and has literally ripped off their masks and thrown them to the floor because what they're saying is, I mean, Mitch McConnell, for example, was the first one to say, if Trump wins, we'll run a third-party candidate. You know, I I didn't get to hear this speech that Romney gave. I'm going to try to catch up on that later. But it mm-hmm. seems like no matter what they put out in the press to, you know, put Trump in a bad light. And we all know he's, you know, he's not perfect. But what I like about him is he just tells it like it is. And I think that's sort mm-hmm. of refreshing. So I'm not so sure that using Romney is going to change the people that stand behind Trump's position. What do you think about that? Although I know that this is probably all predetermined already, but I I still think it might actually even strengthen Trump's current supporters even more behind him. Do you think that or what what is your I do think that. I I do think that that's that's probably what will happen. Um the thing is that what the Washington establishment is telling us 
is that if you don't vote for the one we want, we're going to run a third-party candidate, and you're not going to get the president you want, and we're going to end up coming down harder on you. This is Soviet-style politics that's being that's being uh, conducted right now. The only one who's not the Soviet, I think, is Trump. And let's face it, we have got you've got all the leftist leaders from around the world coming after Trump, as well as the leftist folks here. And the thing is, they're identifying themselves as to who they are by their attacking Trump who they are scared to death will actually go in and start exposing and cleaning up the damage that they've been doing for decades. They're scared of him. They're scared that he will expose them. They're scared that they're going to lose their lavish lifestyles and their power bases and their ability to rule over we the peons. used to be we the people, Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but to rule over us and tell us what we are supposed to do for them. They no longer, they haven't worked for us for decades, but they've been good, they've been good about hiding it. They at least used to pass some laws and some policies that we the people liked. They're not doing that anymore. They don't care about us at all. We're totally irrelevant. When they get to, when they get to I was going to say to Hollywood, <laughs> kind of the same thing. Right. When they get to Washington, D.C., uh, as newly elected uh, rep- House, you know, in the House of the re- House of Representatives or the Senate, they go in there and say, "Tell me what I need to do to be corrupted. I want money and I want power. That's why I'm here, and that is why they go there." Now, you end your article talking about a predetermined outcome as far as the elections go, and I tend to believe. Uh, I agree with you. But in spite of all that, I still, even though I think that, I still feel compelled to show up that day and vote Mm -hmm. in spite of it all. Even though I know there's such voter fraud, it's probably unbelievable. Do you still vote? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. The thing is that what they are are doing, what they're saying now, what I, I was trying to convey is what they are this is what they have been planning to do all along there there is first of all the one world they have never been so close to having actual one world government than they do now and that's why they're panicking not just here in the united states but they're panicking worldwide about trump coming in because they see trump as someone who cannot be bullied, will not be bullied. They have tried to bully him for decades, and he doesn't go for it. He usually, or more often than not, sure he loses. He loses also on on deals, but more often than not, if there if it's his if it's his property, he wins. He wins the majority of the time. And all the people who talk about him, who have negotiated with him, who've negotiated against him, uh, have said he is one hard blank, but he's fair and he's honest and he lives by his word. I have heard that from more business people than I can count. He lives by his word. You can count on what he says. If he tells you he's going to do something, he does it. That's called integrity. 
That is something that is missing badly and has been missing for a long, long time in Washington, D.C., if not the entire country. But most certainly in Washington, D.C., there are very few men of integrity left, and women, I dare say, in that city. Okay, sure. Um, let's um, let's take our first break, listeners. Today, my com- mm-hmm. my um, guest is columnist Cher Zeeb, and we're discussing the recent presidential debates and upcoming elections on the Truth Seekers Radio Show. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call Call 800-965-1291. 800-965-1291. 800-965-1291. You can control your health care with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is an alternative to expensive health insurance. You can finally make the right decisions for you and your family. It's not insurance, it's medical cost sharing. You can affordably control the cost of your medical expenses. It's a group of individuals effectively sharing the cost of health care and paying far less for it. You don't even have to pay for procedures that are unnecessary or that violate your conscience. This is based on shared values. You are not alone. With Liberty Health Share, you're part of something bigger, a group of people who care for and support one another. Join the movement of people who share in medical costs and change the way you pay for your health care forever. It's simple and easy. Call 1-800-714-6993 right now for more information or visit libertyoncall.com. Get a free estimate today. Liberty HealthShare, there is an answer. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Cher Zeev, and we're discussing the recent presidential debates and upcoming elections. Cher, what do you think? I have never seen you. You mentioned this earlier. I have never seen presidential debates like this before. It's really it's it's pretty bad. To me, it's a reflection of our society in the Republican debates, especially. They're just so bad. It seems like they're nothing but continual mudslinging and they never get to the issues. So my question is, do you think this is intentional? Is it part of a plan to distract people from real issues? What is your feeling about that? Well, usually it is, and uh, I I believe absolutely that it is. I know that uh, Trump has gotten into a lot of what he would do. And by the way, for people who may not be aware, I heard so much that he doesn't have anything, you know, any, any sort of specific plans 
and uh, he just talks in generalities. Well, if you go to his website, his campaign website, it's all they're all laid out. Exactly what his immigration plan is and how he plans to implement it. Exactly what his plan is for Obamacare and how he plans to replace, to repeal and replace it. Everything that he's talked about. But if they start getting into that with the sound bites that they've got, that the limited amount of time that they have in these debates, they're almost like sound bites. They can't get into the plan. They can't get into any of their plans. So when people say, oh, you know, Trump doesn't have a plan or for Cruz, for Cruz people, Cruz doesn't have a plan, they can't give you the information on, on their entire plans because you can't do that in, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. But they're all there. Um, yeah, I think they should be to talking about the issues, but that's not the way that these debates are set up. The way that they have been set up by the moderators and the uh, the, the cable channels that are that are conducting them uh, is they want a food fight. That's precisely the way that they've set them up. That's why I think that the debates are are kind of. Uh, Fun, I guess, if you like, uh, you know, if you like, what is it, WWE, the wrestling channel, That's or exactly or maybe cage, you know, some of the cage matches or something. That's exactly what I said to a friend of mine, that it reminded me of, like, those wrestling shows, the wrestling yeah. matches. And, and politics is uh, entertainment. That's what it's devolved into. Actually, when people used to govern the country... People and now the the people who are growing up and going to school and learning, uh, not learning very much, I imagine, uh, but are in school, are being taught. I, I, the way that it comes out is they realize this is just merely entertainment. That's as bad. Yeah. When when our country was founded, um, these people were very very serious about creating something that was based on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a country that was based on that. And this was obviously way before Israel uh, was was a, a country again. I mean, that didn't happen until 1948. But this was the country that was to be that country that was the shining city on the hill, and it was dedicated to God. And that's why the founders of our country wanted to build it here. That's why they wanted to have their own country, so that they could establish that. And for a long time, it was wondrous. And the way that this country was, was blessed and prospered was fabulous, Angeline. Mm-hmm. Until, it, and there, there are some, people argue about the dates that everything started, but much of it seems to have occurred back, you know, starting with, uh, um, and it was prior to that too, I'm sure, but as far as really getting serious, it started in the 1920s with Roger Baldwin, mm-hmm. uh, who was an avowed communist who had gone to communist uh, Russia and just fell in love with their the way of life there. They, he thought that their governing system was absolutely wonderful. And... <laughs> Ah, so he brought that back here to this country, to the United States, and, you know, the Soviet style of, ty- of tyranny. He thought it was terrific. He, enjoyed, he liked tyranny. And this is where the true leftism really began. But since then, it's just been going downhill. And we've been, we fought it back. Reagan, I think, was the one who fought it back better than anyone. And he almost brought us back t- 
totally to our foundation. He was an extraordinary man, absolutely extraordinary. <clears throat> but after Reagan uh, left office, and we, you know, everybody at that point, we were even talking at that point about changing, uh, uh, you know, changing the amend- amending the Constitution so that he could have three terms. But it was not to be. Mm-hmm. So. And since since Reagan, it has really degraded, and the left has really been chomping and trying to get their power back. And right now they have it in spades because both sides, <coughs> pardon me, allergies today, both sides are now on the same page. There is no Republican Party. There is no Democrat Party. There is a Marxist Party, and that's what's running. That's what's ruling over us now. Well, what I'm hearing that now even Democrats are voting for Trump, what do you think it is about him that's really resonating with people? Well, he's a populist, for one thing. He's not really, I mean, he has conservative ideas. He also has ideas that would not at all be considered conservative. Guess who was the same? And people don't remember this or they choose not to admit it. Ronald Reagan... (coughs) sounding like Hillary Clinton, heaven forbid, oh, this stupid allergy cough. But Ronald Reagan, when he was in Hollywood, he was president of SAG, um, was uber liberal. He was not just liberal. He was leftist liberal. And people do not remember that, or as I say, they choose not to. Um, he did have a real conversion. Now, whether or not Trump has had a conversion or not, for me, is immaterial. Um, But I know what Reagan was. I know who he was. And I also know that when he got into office, when he was running the first time for office, um, he did run to a great extent on the conservative side, but it wasn't uber conservative. I mean, heck, when he was governor of California, he passed the most liberal and sweeping abortion bill of any state in the union ever. And many people do not know that. And yet look at the extraordinary man he turned out to be in the end. And that was running for president. I mean, when he was president. And he had many of the same qualities as does Donald Trump. Not quite as many invectives, but when... There were, the debates back then were very <clears throat> spirited, the presidential debates, the primary debates. And he, he ripped um, into a his competitors at the time. So, and Trump's doing the same thing. People tend, like I said, people either tend to forget or they do not want to admit. Now, moving along to the others, what... Do you think of Rubio and Cruz? I I can't even. But I mean, to me, they're they're totally different now than they were before they started to run. What what's your feeling about them? Absolutely, uh, Rubio was probably a little bit more conservative sounding um, for a while, and now though he has got Jeb uh, Jeb Bush's donors have jumped on him and. They've decided to give him all the money and told them what he's going to have to do and how high he's going to have to jump. And I'm serious. And, you know, I kind of feel sorry for him in that respect. But 
Rubio has had issues in a lot of different areas. Uh, some of them, uh, if he was on the outside, he probably would have been prosecuted and done, done a little bit of jail time. Um, and other other things are coming out now about Rubio, and they're true. They're true stories. Um, one is fra- a fraud, uh, um, and people can look this up on the Internet. One has to do with uh, uh, drug dealings, and uh, there are some other things people can look up. There are some things, rumors that are floating around that I won't even share because they're, they certainly haven't been verified, so I'm not going to get into them. Uh, but there there's some, some pretty bad deals that he's been involved in. And so I would not go along I would not go with Rubio. Uh he also and peep some people may remember this, when he was first running for the Senate, he was interviewed it was either by Megan Kelly at the time or E. D. Hill, when E. D. Hill was still there. Uh, and he was asked whether or not he would ever consider running for the presidency. And he had said it, and he said at the time, "Well, I'm just running for senator now." But he said, as far as the presidency, he said, "I would not qualify under Article Two of the Constitution." Isn't that interesting? And of course, he decided to forget that, and they, and there, there are no more videotapes of it on the internet. So <laughs> those were washed clean. So uh, anyway, it's it's just quite interesting. And Ted Cruz. You know, I think Ted's kind of fallen in in my eyes, and I really was a Ted Cruz supporter for quite some time. But I think he's—I do think he's pulled some nasty things, and he purported to be above the chaff. He really did. He—he—he mm-hmm. he, he shows himself, or he—he he speaks of himself as being on a higher plane, and he's not. In fact, in some areas, he's kind of on a lower plane. He he's had some pretty dirty tricks that were pulled in his campaign, and of course it wasn't his fault; it was somebody else's fault. That I don't like that either. So, I you know I just kind of gave up on him and said, you know, he he's another one of those politicians who says, "Do what I say, not what I do." And so I've just uh, said, you know, you purport to be a Christian, and and that's fine and good. You probably are, but. The people I know who really, really say that they are followers of God to the nth degree wouldn't do something like that. Yeah, so I kind of went away from uh, Senator Cruz. Well, Cher, let's take our second break. Listeners, today my guest is Cher Zeeb. She's a columnist, and we're discussing the presidential debates and upcoming elections on the Truth Seekers radio show. We'll be back momentarily. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 
855-371-FAST, 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 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Cher Zeev, and we are discussing the recent presidential debates and upcoming elections. Cher, can you give us your website address or a place where the listeners can find your articles? Sure. Thank you. Uh, Canada Free Press. I don't have my own website anymore. Uh, Canada Free Press, Renew America. Uh, post an email, barbwire.com, and many others. All you need to do is to Google my name, that's share with an S, and Zeb with a Z like zebra, I-E, V as in Victor, E as in Edward. Now, you brought up Jeb Bush. I got to tell you, I was shocked when he dropped out because all along I was saying that I thought it was going to be Bush versus Clinton in the end. What do you think happened? So did Jeb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happened? I mean, with all his money, I don't know. I I just, I was shocked that he bowed out so early, too. Nobody likes Jeb. (laughs) Seriously, he's not not even close to being a popular guy in school, you know? (laughs) They didn't. And I know my sister lives in Florida, and you live in Florida, too. But she was tell she said when he was when he was governor, she said, um, you know, he's he's not he's not as great as people think he is. So um she wasn't all in, all that impressed with him either and she's conservative, so uh-huh. I mean what did you think as far as oh, uh, I, because I you live in Florida? Him. Oh, I couldn't stand him. Back then when he was governor, I probably liked him more. Um, but as is the presidential candidate, by this time, no, uh-uh. I, I wasn't for him at all. But I just assumed it was going to be another Bush-Clinton contest, basically. Now, I don't yeah, know, I know you remember this, but you and I have discussed this before, and this is one of my favorite things to talk about. We discussed about Obama possibly suspending this election to stay in for a third term. And I've got to tell you, even lately, I have seen a few articles hinting at it, 
and things being said on television about it. And it has been my feeling all along <laughs> that this is very possible. Now, I'm wondering how you're feeling about this lately, because we talked about this when you talked about the executive order he drew up as soon as he got in office. Do you think that there's any chance or that this is going to happen, that he's going to suspend the election for whatever reason and then try to stay in another term? Oh, sure. I think there's any, any chance at all. There, Absolutely. With Obama, who knows? Um, <clears throat> and the problem that we've got is that the I believe the Republican establishment would go along with keeping him in office as opposed to having Trump in. Because Trump's exposing all of this garbage. Trump is the one that would come in and, and shine the... And really, I mean, I don't see him as being a savior, but I do see him, again, if you've got all of the evil people in the world hating him, there's got to be something good about him, don't you think? Right. I mean, if they're all running the other way, then you know he's probably saying something that's getting under their skin. Oh, absolutely. And and it could be that he's hinting at exactly what he's going to do, uh, because he did. He does plan to come in and be the demolition guy. And uh, and I think it needs to be. I think there's there are parts of Washington, D.C., parts of our government that do need to be demolished. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that happen, but I don't know if it's going to. However, um, as far as Obama staying in office, uh, one question could be, will he, will he actually start World War III? See, that's an option now. And also, he has allowed, you, you may or may not know this, he has allowed Russian planes to fly over our country and surveil it. Did you know that was going on? Well, I heard something to that effect. I mean, I didn't hear anything definite. I I've, I caught that on another show somewhere, but I... You it's know, true. I, the Pentagon has, has really come down on Obama, and, I mean, they've, they've issued, you know, a complaint about it, and I thought, issued a complaint? My Lord, this is... <laughs> remove him from office. He needs to be put in shackles. This is beyond treason. Sorry, I get very something upset about that, things like that. that. Um, something that might, because I heard you recently on it. Uh, I was listening to another show you did. This might have been a little while back, maybe in 2015. But you were talking about Jade Helm. And something mm-hmm. you brought up that I didn't know is that it was actually number one in all 50 states, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two that they never left, and they're sort of on a Mm-mm. standby waiting for orders. Now, that's scary, mm-hmm. and, and that mm-hmm. could be the thing that plays into this third-term scenario. I mean, I don't know. It's I'm just, you know, it's just my feelings because I— It sure could. And you know, Angeline, what we found out since this character's been occupying our White House, anything is possible with him. And I don't mean in a good way. Well, that brings us to something else I wanted. I just wanted to get your um, feeling on this about the death of Justice Scalia. I, as soon as I heard that, I thought something was up because, and then I started to hear reports about things. Michael Savage did a whole show on that, and he had he had a bunch of a laundry list of things that were very suspicious. And 
then I caught this. Um, have you ever heard of journalist John Rappaport? He has a blog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much. Uh, on his blog, he says four days before he died, Supreme Court Justice Scalia voted to stall Obama's plan to force drastic climate change rules on the American economy. And then he uh, goes on to say if Obama could ram his um, new appointee choice through, then the vote is going to be in his favor, basically. What is your feeling on well, that? Well, guess what? What? The vote has already gone through. And guess who agreed to not ban the EPA from what they want to do? <sighs> Chief Justice John Roberts, the same one who rewrote Obamacare so that it could go through and be installed. I read it today, so read it and weep. Well, we're in trouble. Yep, and he is he is now, he all of his, if anybody thought that that Obamacare thing was merely an anomaly with John Roberts, uh-uh, he voted against the people again today. And he apparently is, it's going to be a 5-4 or a 5-3 court now. And uh, John Roberts appears to be firmly on the left. Well, Cher, let's take our last break. Listeners, today my guest is Cher Z. We're discussing the presidential elections upcoming, the debates, and other current events. And we'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic you can't afford to wait. So call, call 800-965-1291. 
Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Cher Zeev, and we're discussing the recent presidential debates and upcoming elections. Cher, could you give us your web address one more time? Sure. It's not. I don't have a website, but people can read my articles on Canada Free Press, Renew America, post an email, barbwire.com, and many other sites. All they need to do is Google my name, share with an S. Zeev with a Z-I-E-V, Victor E. Sure, you wrote an article on Ben Carson. What What is it about him that made you uneasy? Well, the major thing, the first, I should say the first thing, was his, <clears throat> pardon me, his business, um, wasn't consultant, anyway, it was, it was his top aide who is Armstrong Williams, and Armstrong Williams was was with him all the way through until he recently dropped, until Ben recently dropped out. Um, Armstrong Williams is a huge supporter and donator to Louis Farrakhan and Nation of Islam. That's disappointing because I used to like Armstrong Williams. I used to listen to, he had a show. I don't know if he still has it, but he had one years ago that I used to mm-hmm. listen to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, he actually <clears throat> hosted the Million Man March that Louis Farrakhan held in Washington, D.C. And it was his radio show. He spent the entire day with uh, Nation of Islam. And he does to this day support the man. So I just, you know, I said, mm-mm, and, uh, and Ben Carson knew it. And yet they both, and I believe, well, at least with Armstrong Williams in pretense, you know, talking negatively about Islam and then to be actually a supporter of, somehow I found that to be sort of double-sided. And that trick never works. And Ben Carson knew it, and yet he still kept him on. So I said, there's apparently something wrong with Ben Carson, too. So I don't think I will support him. In fact, uh, my very dear friend and uh, uh, had interviewed him, uh, Lori Roth, at the time, too. Uh, and I was sorry that I was the one that had had uh, told her that she needs to interview Ben. and Because um, he has an outstanding life. I had read his, um, his story, and I, I subsequently saw the movie. Um, and it was, it was an extraordinary life. I mean, he really did, at least from the movie's perspective and, uh, left out quite a bit, of course, but, uh, I said, you know, you really need to interview him and she did. And it was an excellent interview by the same token. Um, he was another who was really not who he appeared to be. You, I can't imagine keeping your top eight who supports Nation of Islam on, knowing full well that he does. That's not just a small thing. That's not just, well, that's his belief. I don't believe that. You don't do that, not with top aid when you're running for president. So anyway, that was just my opinion. You know, it's so easy to to, um, get caught up in these elections, even when you do know that probably a lot of this is predetermined. 
But mm-hmm. if you just had to guess today, who do you think would be the Democratic candidate and the Republican candidate? Oh, Hillary would be on the Democrat side. She has already threatened anybody who doesn't push her on uh, the DNC that, you know, this time she will uh, put everything out to the press on everybody. Because let's face it, she knows every she knows every horrible secret about everybody in in that town. Uh, no, it, so it will be Hillary. That's why I don't I don't see any of this thing going anywhere unless Comey really surprises all of us, the head of the FBI. But um, on our side, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I would. I really at this point would love it to be Trump. Just because Trump is scaring everybody to death in in uh, in D.C., and I think they need to be scared, don't you? Oh yeah, I mean, if anything, that's been the best part about all this is just how how angry they get. I just love seeing it because somebody's finally shaking their world. Oh yeah, and don't you think it would be great to watch him turn it completely upside <laughs> down? Oh yeah, and have yeah. them running through the halls in circles. Right. I'd like to see that personally, wouldn't you? I would, too. But then the other part of that is I'm afraid for Trump's life if he was to get in. Many people are, and I think Trump is well aware of that. Do you know, before he was running for president, whenever he would attend any sort of an event, when he would come into the room, he would have guards in front of him and behind him and on the sides. It was like a king coming into the room. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of security Trump has always had. And he's not a stupid man. Anybody can get through. We understand that. Um, but as far as Trump's understanding security, and he now has the Secret Service, too, which I, whom I understand really like him. Um and that's something that is – they don't like many of the Democrats. So uh, if, if people think that Trump is really a Democrat, then they he may, he may not be, if the, if the Secret Service have anything to say about it. But, uh, yeah, he I think he's well aware of the security issues. But we'll just have to see. I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know whether or not the GOP will be so stupid – as to come out in that way, and um, perhaps this time uh, chance a, a real revolution, because I think right now people are really furious. They are really furious and angry, and I think it's about time that they got that way, because it's time that we're either going to have to rise up, Angeline, and actually physically fight against the powers that be, or agree to take our position as slaves. Exactly. That's it. There is no middle ground anymore. Cher, are you going to watch the debate tonight? I am. And what do you, What happened to Megyn Kelly? It's like it's not even the same person. No. She, well, the thing is that uh, the Murdochs have taken Fox farther and further to the left. And, you know, the Murdoch sons have taken over. Um, and Roger Ailes really isn't in charge anymore. And it's the Murdoch sons. And the Mur- one of the Murdoch sons, I think it was James, 
said that he wanted Fox News to be more like CNN. And he said that last year. So it's been going further and further to the left. And Megan, like any good employee, will do whatever they whatever her, her boss says. And I think Megan is malleable. She will be whatever ideology she has to be in order to pull in the big bucks. And I didn't think that of her. Mm-hmm. I had always thought she was, and she she's not stupid. She's an extremely smart woman. Um, but I was very disappointed when I saw her going that direction. And she apparently was g- given the the order. Well, she and Brett Baer also. I'm not wasn't pleased with Brett Baer. Uh, I think Megan was more vicious, which is too bad. But they do say often that we women are more vicious, don't they? Hmm. So, uh, but I, I was disappointed to see her turn. Cheryl, what what do you think Obama wants to push through before he leaves office? He's done a really good job at destroying this country already, and I feel mm-hmm. like he's trying to. He's pushing harder and harder, especially on uh, gun laws. What sure. things do you think he wants to push through in the short time, if he has a short time? Because I, I really do think about that third term thing. But if if he is leaving at the end of this term, what do you think he still wants to get done? Oh, I think gun control, and I think more turning it over to the United Nations, turning over our sovereignty <clears throat> to the U.N. People do not realize how much we've already lost. Uh, and it's not just at the hands of Obama, it's at the hands of the Republicans also, because bear in mind, they're voting with him. They are voting with him for one world government. That's what they're, they, they, and most people do not realize there is no, this is not a football game. There's, these aren't the, you know, two different schools fighting. These are, these are two political parties uh, that uh, there is one host body and, and two heads. And that's it. They're just they're just two different versions. You're getting two different versions of what uh, people want to hear, but they're both working to this for the same goal, and that is to have one body of ruling elites throughout the entire uh, world. In fact, I wrote about this. My gosh, I think it was in 2005 or 2006. Um, maybe it was 2007, but it was at least that far back, uh, that they were looking toward regionalizing the United States and cutting it into regions, no more states. And that appears to be what they are looking toward doing at some point in the not-too-distant future. And remember, Beth... um, Go ahead. Before we close out tonight, you... You take time to be on shows like this. You write. What What is it that you really want to accomplish? What final thoughts would you like to leave with the listeners tonight? Gosh. What I, what, when I first started doing this, what I had planned, because I don't get paid for it, um, what I had planned uh, was far different from what occurred. I just wanted to kind of have fun with it, have fun with politics. Well, as time went on, I learned so much, and I realized this is a, you know, it's a dirty business. But what I want, what my big purpose has been to awaken 
the people in this country to what's going on. Because we have been losing our country since I started writing a long time ago, well over a decade ago. Um, we're losing our country, and we have gone away from God. And that is a real big purpose in my life, is to show people that if you do, every time that any people, that the people have gone away from God, the people of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they have been placed under judgment. And when they have not, they have, been, they have prospered beyond their wildest dreams. We prospered in this country for the first 200 years beyond our wildest dreams. And we were still, we're still prospering. But we are now, I believe, going into the judgment phase because we have gone away from God. And uh, I'd like, like to help bring it back. It seems like we're fast declining. We are. And it, but it happens every time. Mm-hmm. And people really don't learn. They won't. That You're right. They will not learn. Well, listen, Cher, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Listeners, today my guest has been Cher Zeev. And until next week on the Truth Seekers Radio Show, God bless. 